baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This is uh, the Making uh, Nexus uh, uh, Work Act, uh, which will be introduced in Congress. It's a bill uh, that would simply allow uh, remote interviews uh, toward the goal of getting uh, people their Nexus passes, be it a a new application or a renewal. Uh, Right now, uh, an individual has to show up uh, in person and go to two different locations, one in Canada and one in the United States, uh, to conduct an interview as part of the application process for a nexus. Uh, we think that through uh, you know, information technology that these could be done remotely, uh, virtually, and we could reduce the amount of time it takes to apply for, get interviewed, and ultimately receive a Nexus card. Uh, A lot of people in Buffalo and Western New York, through work, through enjoyment, through travel, uh, through tourism, uh, go over to Canada from the United States and Canada to the United States. Uh, So we want to make that experience better. The greatest inducement uh, to travel is ease of travel. And how much support have you garnered or do you expect to garner when you do present the bill? We're introducing it. Uh, we think that you know there's precedent for this. Under the Trusted Traveler program, virtual interviews are allowed uh, and it works. Uh, so I'm confident that we will have a lot of bipartisan support uh, for this bill and we will ultimately get it approved and see a significant reduction in wait times. It was up to 16 months people had to wait uh, for a Nexus card uh, last fall. Uh, it's been reduced because of a program, a pilot program here. It's a workaround, but it still requires an individual to show up personally and uh, go through two interview processes, one on the Canadian side and one on the American side. And we think that doing this virtually will significantly reduce the log jam that currently exists as it relates to Nexus. And more people will be be able to travel uh, more efficiently with less wait times. Uh, Buffalo Niagara International Airport, about 30% of people uh, flying out of, uh, of Buffalo Niagara International Airport are Canadian citizens. And the same is true with Western New York, Uh, and uh, southern Ontario at least, but uh, 38 million people live in Canada. About 40% of those live in Ontario. Uh, That is Fort Erie up through and including uh, the greater Toronto area. So the greatest inducement to travel is ease of travel. And uh, the U.S.-Canadian relationship took a hit over the past three years, 36 months uh, during the pandemic. And we want to get this back on track so that we can both, United States citizens and Canadian citizens, uh, enjoy the benefits of living in a border community. It's not only the economics that are important, it's also the life quality. So making Nexus Work Act will uh, allow uh, the virtual interviews uh, to take place, which should reduce the amount of wait times uh, people have to uh, are currently experiencing as it relates to making application, doing their interview, and ultimately receiving uh, a Nexus card. So with that, I'll take any questions. Can you describe a typical Nexus customer? Is it someone who maybe works, lives in one country, works in the other, or is it someone who maybe just is a traveler who comes over the border a handful of times a year? Could be a combination of things. You know, a lot of people that live in Buffalo have summer homes, cottages in Canada 
Uh, they're frequent users and therefore uh, they get a Nexus card which makes their weight uh, considerably less than what otherwise would be without the Nexus card. So I think there's a variety of users and that's why the program was established. There's a separate lane. Uh, they have been you know, pretty much pre-cleared and uh, they're able to pass without a lot of weight. And you know, if people don't respond well, the economy doesn't respond well to uncertainty and unreliability. And I think the Nexus card is something that serves as an inducement uh, to encourage uh, travel between the United States and Canada. Sir. When we uh, last discussed this, it was in December, we were talking about a pilot program uh, and it allowed, it had to do with that dispute, you know, with the American guys going over there without the weapons. Yeah. Well, the update is that, as I said, under the leadership of Ron Reines here, uh, you had a dispute between the countries as to who could do what where. And the workaround, uh, and it's being demonstrated both here at the Peace Bridge and where else, Ron? Thousand Islands. Um, you have two separate interviews, which is labor-intensive, but it's also time-consuming, where applicants can go to the Canadian side, be interviewed by Canadian officials, and then drive over to the American side. So that's two stops people have to make in order to go through that interview process. So this is a workaround that has uh, resulted in a reduction in the, uh, in the backup of, of Nexus uh, cards, uh, but this would uh, be something that would, you know, I think really have a major impact relative to expediting all this, in, this in process. In addition to, uh, to this pilot we're doing now, because this would be the virtual right? Well, I, ideally, this would replace the situation as it currently stands. However, uh, individuals may still have the option to do two interviews, but if you have an opportunity to do your interview, with Customs and Border Protection from both the United States and Canada in a virtual uh, situation uh, that would expedite uh, the application process and approval process. When we talked last time, it was told you said the pilot program when fully implemented this workaround could allow the processing of 500 Nexus applications weekly at the Peace Bridge. Yeah. Uh, how, how's that gone? Are we, are we at that, uh, are we at the close to that? No, it hasn't reduced it to the extent that we would like it to. And that's why utilizing technology uh, to do the interviews would, would be a much better uh, outcome. And uh, right now, there was a pilot project in 2019, uh, proof of concept, they call it, for the Trusted Traveler program, whereby interviews were conducted uh, virtually. I don't think so. I mean, obviously, you know, the pandemic, there were a lot of trends already in place, uh, but uh, they were accelerated uh, during the uh, pandemic because we couldn't meet in person. Uh, so I think the technology has gotten better. Uh, it will continue to get better relative to security. And I think it's a convenient way to utilize technology to reduce uh, the, the time it takes to apply 
go through the interview and ultimately receive an access card. Uh, a 16 month wait is unacceptable. Uh, a 12 to 14 month wait, uh, we can certainly improve on that and by using the technology to do that interview and to get those, uh, the, get those Nexus passes approved. Yep. Um, once they were starting to drop the COVID restrictions, kind of where where does you stand in that process? If, if there's been any movement in that process with further reviewing border restrictions between the U.S. and Canada? Yeah, I think that uh, what typically happens uh, when there's a crisis like 9/11, like the pandemic, you rather be safe than sorry. So I think restrictions are put in place and then it's very, very difficult to pull those restrictions back. So we are reviewing uh, the restrictions that have been put in place in 9-11 and also the pandemic to find ways uh, like this, where we can utilize what's available to us today that wasn't available to us 20 years ago uh, that can make that cross-border uh, experience uh, better. Um, I think that there is still enormous potential that is unmet uh, for both Buffalo, the United States, and Canada <clears throat> as it relates to better use of the border and more efficient use of the border. It's kind of complicated, as we just experienced, you know, 15 minutes ago. Um, and what people will do is they'll change their economic behavior to avoid the bridge altogether with too many restrictions in place. And we saw about a 40% reduction uh, in traffic between the United States and Canada during the pandemic. especially more so in like Vermont and New Hampshire, but um, are there any further concerns? I mean, there's so much brought up about southern border concerns, yeah. but, you know, there are some inklings that the northern border, there could be people going back and forth and, and finding their way without going through, you know, proper well, ways. Sure, but, but well, I think that, you know, you have uh, border patrol and customs and border protection for a reason in both the United States and Canada. These are uh, highly trained professional law enforcement officers uh, that are, you know, develop skills instinctively and learned uh, that uh, make them effective in determining uh, whether or not somebody should be pulled over for additional uh, screening. Uh, those kinds of efforts uh, will continue. Uh, we want the border to be safe, but we want it to be also accessible to people that legitimately are utilizing the border for employment, uh, for pleasure, uh, for tourism, uh, all of those things that are very, very important to both economies. Uh, you know, Buffalo and Western New York probably wouldn't have professional sports franchises if we didn't have the added uh, fan base, ticket buying base uh, in Ontario. The Sabres uh, put that number at about 20%. I think the bills is a little bit are a little bit higher. Um, but if you look through the economy of Buffalo and Western New York, healthcare, Canadians spend $15 million a year uh, in healthcare in Western New York alone. So all of these issues, I think, are affected uh, by the border experience, and we just want to make it as efficient and as effective as possible, keeping in mind that safety is a major concern as well. Normal in terms of pre-pandemic levels or anything of, of those sorts, just 
getting back to a, finally a sense of normalcy without any COVID restrictions, any other post-9-11 restrictions? Yeah, I, I think that's a benchmark that we want to exceed. Uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I always believe that, you know, we do well uh, relative to the manage of the, of the Peace Bridge, uh, but I think we're doing it with one hand tied behind our backs. I think we can always do better, and it accrues to the benefit of both uh, Canada and the United States to have increased travel between the United States and Canada, and particularly at this, this, this Peace Bridge. So we're always striving, I'm talking with Ron on a regular basis, just to find ways uh, to improve access by use of technology, also infrastructure. You know, keep in mind that you have a, a Peace Bridge, which is three lanes, right? Uh, to move people between Western New York and a population center of 38 million people, uh, the largest uh, province in terms of uh, population is is Ontario. Uh, you know, Buffalo is connected to Grand Island. Uh, Grand Island's a place of about 20, 25 million people, and there are four lanes. So the challenge of making that experience as positive as possible uh, deals with you know efficiencies and proximity. So, uh, you know, getting that experience improved for people will induce travel. As I said before, the greatest inducement to travel is ease of travel. So always trying to find ways where, where we can improve. And we're finding that, you know, when technology is available and can be used uh, for things like making Nexus Work Act, uh, we should take advantage of that. Uh, we should take advantage of infrastructure improvements uh, that are are being made at, at the Peace Bridge on a regular basis to make that experience better. Any other under-the-radar sort of initiatives that you're hoping that the administration can, can make when it comes to ease of travel between the borders? Anything else that's kind of, that, you know, maybe not be, can be addressed now, but eventually once this can be addressed and this can be addressed, is there anything that's kind of like a, a longer-term outlook? Well, if you're in a continuous improvement mode, you're going to find that those, you know, those opportunities, some of which we are aware of now, uh, like a project like this, uh, proof of concept is already occurring uh, under the Trusted Traveler program. Um, so anything planned, not immediate, but we're always looking for ways to improve that situation. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.